Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever's on their mind, and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support, and once again, welcome home. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining in on this week's episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Uh, I'd like to wish a happy March to everyone out there listening. I think last episode, I, I said that there would be one more episode in February, but I was not taking into account that February is a short month. Um, so I'm here today, uh, March 1st, recording this, and uh, the year is flying by. Um, I'm just spending, been spending some time reflecting on the first two months of the year, and it has been a whirlwind. It has gone by really quick, and a lot has happened, um, but I'm thankful that every week I get to sit down with you guys here listening, and uh, especially sit down with my guests, sit down and talk with them, and, and catch up with people who uh, I really care about, and people who I really look up to, and today is definitely one of those days. Uh, before I, I get to talking with my guests, I'd like to thank everyone who uh, is a partner of the show uh, and a partner with the Katina's ministry. Um, I say this every week, but we couldn't do this if it weren't for people like you. So uh, thank you so much for your generosity. I hope you know that your partnership is valued. Um, and I look forward to working with all of you guys in the future. If you want to become a, a partner with the Katinas and a partner of the show, the best way to do that is to visit thekatinas.com. Uh, go there and you'll find a give button. Click on that and it'll take you to where you need to go. Um, so thank you in advance for doing that. Okay, today I have a returning guest, someone who is a, uh, a huge part of my life, someone I love having here in the studio um, and I'd like to welcome him, my uncle Yeti Katina. Uncle, thank you for being here. Absolutely, Josh. I think this is uh, three or four, uh, but I love I love the uh, the podcast, man. And uh, man, you're doing a, an amazing job, and and so just glad to be here. Thanks, uncle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny how so I've been doing the show for a year and a half now, and. You know, I've had several guests on multiple times, um, but every time it seems like there's always something new to talk absolutely, about. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, I, I always love it. Kind of, the show has kind of given me uh, an excuse to like stay in touch with the people who are really close to me. Um, so I enjoy having, especially having you and the uncles here in the studio. So thank absolutely. you for being here. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, and, and you see, I wore my West <laughs> Main. Uh, t-shirt for all those who are viewing on uh, YouTube, but uh, yeah, West Main is that's uh, Josh's uh, uh, his his uh, his efforts and uh, West Main, you know, um, Sunny Days was your first, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, not many you, people know about that name, yeah, yeah, yeah not a lot of people, yeah. a lot of high schoolers from the past, <laughs> yes, know about yes. that, yeah, uh, but West Main and uh, I, I, I want to support them when, whenever uh, I can. Thank um, you. Uncle. One thing that that um, your dad and the other uncles and I talk about is that, man, we're, we we envision um, our kids not just doing greater things, but um, or not just doing great things, but but greater things than us mm. than than the generation before you all. Mm. You know, and yeah, I just feel like that should be the goal of every generation. Yeah. You know. Well, thanks for supporting. Uncle. Absolutely. That means a lot to me. <laughs> well, um, you've been on the show, so you know how this goes. I have a question for you to start off our conversation. And this question is intentionally open-ended, so you can answer it however you'd like uh, to lead our conversation. But your question is this. What's going on at home? Mm, I love that question. Um, home is is, uh, is is good, man. I, I know. 
Auntie Kathy's doing good, you know. Um, let's see, we're really enjoying um, this, our community group. Mm. And we're going into our uh, third year of being with this group, which consists of about 10 couples. And uh, it's, what's amazing, Josh, is that we, we really uh, see how trust grows in time. Mm. You know, I remember when we first got together with the group, you know, it was just everybody introducing themselves. But, you know, after three years of being together, everybody has shared um, life, you know, shared uh, situations that they're going through. Yeah. And uh, so we're really enjoying that, mm. you know, especially at this point of our of our lives. And uh, friendships are really important, you yeah. know. Um, and uh, Caitlin and Javon were here the other day for, yeah. uh, for Eli and Amelia's uh, baby shower. You know, they're doing good. Mm -hmm. And uh, Callie and Courtney are doing well, you know. Good. Yeah, they're doing good. I was, uh, uh, Auntie and I were at um, Cameron and uh, Caleb's uh, basketball game last night. Oh, nice. You know, so uh, Shauna and Trico are doing good, and the grandkids are doing good. Yeah. So, yeah, all is well. Uh, we're just getting older, you know. Yeah. These are, these glasses, these are, I, I went to, I had to go to the eye place to get, get that, um, you know that that deep dive uh -huh. uh, test uh -huh. to really see what kind of glasses because it's the Walgreens ones, man. <laughs> I don't know. You put on a pair and then they work for about a month and then you're like, man, these don't. So I think it's just your eyes just get bad. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but um, I yeah, I, I, I Auntie and I find ourselves talking more about um, just just like what we wanted to leave. You know, some people use the word legacy huh. but um but it it seems like you know you get to an age where you, you can you, you see that the end is you know um and I don't want to I mean I don't not not trying to be a, a downer on the show but I mean you know every, every human being has x amount of years right. you know in fact uh, Josh I remember when we were touring with uh, Amy Grant and uh, back in that day uh, I mean we were in our 20s and uh I told the guys, I said, I'm going to ask Amy if we can uh, talk to her, you mm -hmm. know, because um, it was a it was a long tour. It was Christmas tour, uh, doing over 20 cities, you know. So so one day um, I asked Amy, I said, Amy, can can uh, my brothers and I come and talk to you? And we just I, the, the, the idea was just to just pick her brain and mm -hmm. just, you know, Amy Grant, uh, she's done so many great things right. for um uh, the music industry, and then she's been an actress and very involved in the community. So anyways, uh, she said, yeah, come on. And, and so we got together with her one day and, and we just said, speak to us, Amy, we're a young band. And, you know, any nuggets that you can give us, we'll, uh, we'll just uh, gladly uh, receive. Right. And, and, and she, the thing I remember her saying was, you know, every uh, band or every artist has a window of time. Mm. And sometimes artists don't realize that, you know. Um, but when, 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 you under, when you keep that thought in the back of your mind, I've got a window of time, I think it, it, uh, it encourages you to make the best of every moment, mm. you know, and, um, and just work hard while yeah. you can, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, awesome. that's good to start out with. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. good. I want to start off by um, talking to you a little bit about um, something that's been going on for the past couple of weeks now in our country with um, the revival that started at uh, Asbury. Asbury, yeah. Um, when you were talking about your community group, that just it made me start thinking about the church. And with this revival that's been going on, I've been thinking about the church a lot and and you know, what is the church and what's the church's role in our lives. Sure. And, um, you know, really when it, when I come down to it, the thing, the word that comes to mind, uh, is community itself. And, uh, you know, I think, especially for my generation, I feel like there's a lot of criticism for the church. Sure. People my age, uh, people know just by the numbers that my generation doesn't really go to church yeah. um, and, the, and the numbers are going down. But this revival to me shows that 
there really is a hunger for people, for, especially for young people, um, a hunger for God's presence yeah. um, and a hunger for God to move in the world today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I wonder... Um, for for people in your generation, when when you think about the church and 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 you've been in the church your whole life, so it's it's played a lot of roles in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to ask you on like, what to you? What is the purpose of the church? Um, and do you feel like the church is meeting that purpose, mm. meeting that uh, the call that that it has? Mm, that's a good. Good question, a good topic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I really haven't uh, seen any, any of the footage from Asbury, mm-hmm. and I'm not, I'm, I, don't, I don't know what's going on there, but I have heard mm-hmm. that the young people at this college are uh, they're experiencing what they're calling revival, yeah. which is basically the spirit of God coming down and, and, and people sense it. They sense it to um you know in in their hearts they 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 sense that there's something out of the ordinary mm-hmm. that, you know and uh, that the term supernatural you yeah. know just to me that that means something that th- there's no explanation there's no logic behind it it's just it's a god that does things like that to to remind people hey I'm I'm still here you know mm-hmm. uh, and so uh I haven't I, I don't I haven't seen um, any of what's going on in Asbury, but when I hear about it, man, my heart rejoices, man. Mm. I'm, I'm like, man, I, I'm grateful because yeah. I, I have seen moves of God, you yeah. know, in in different churches or even like sometimes a network of churches. Um, and if you Google revival, I, I I don't know what will come up with, but yeah. but I remember big revivals like. Probably the last one was in uh, Florida, and it was uh, what they called the laughing revival because huh. everybody was just like they would laugh and huh. they they would say well, we're laughing in the spirit like the you know wow, I've never it, heard it, of it, yeah it was in Brownsville, um, Florida wow. and it went on for months wow for months and uh, um, but uh, you know I I know that in the history though too of revivals. Um, uh, there's a, probably a lot to to read and and, and study, um, but growing up we had revivals all the time at church. Mm-hmm. When 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 uh, a revival would be announced, that means that we're going to have a series of services. Could be three days, it could be a week, you know. But sometimes, like I've, I've heard churches in a week uh, a week long revival, it was so so strong that that they would extend it mm. and it would turn into two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, however long, you know. Yeah. Um, but let's see, I, I, I just think revival, um, well, the, the, the let, me, let me see how I put this, so the effects, mm-hmm. I think, or the cause of revival is, is really God, is, mm-hmm. is his spirit, it's the spirit of God. And, and, and I think uh, revival, the purpose of revival is, is for growth, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of like a, you know, garden or, you know, uh, uh, grass that needs to be revived. A lot of times it's, you know, it's not a waste. Sometimes you can just put water on there and boom, the life comes out of it. Right. And, you know, so um, I think that's the purpose of, of revival. I, I know my thoughts are kind of all over the place, but no, uh, am I, am I, am I touching your, yeah, uh, yeah. touching the question a little bit? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, you are. I, I think, well, for someone like me, uh, I think revival is something I've, um, I've always heard the, that word growing up and, you know, I kind of had a little idea of, of what it meant. Mm. Um, but I've never, I don't, I've never been a part of one or, um, I've definitely never seen anything like what's happening at, Asbury, and it's actually spread to other campuses. Like um, my alma mater, Lee University, it it uh, it made its way there, and so there was a lot of you know. I'm not too connected with the people who are at Lee now, but I do still know a few, and was just hearing things from people who were there. And um, my our your nephew, my cousin River, is there as well. And um, whatever whatever have you heard? Just um, 
you know, like I said, I, I just heard like just from my brothers and stuff. They, there's, uh, and then I think I might have seen a, a few things on the news saying, yeah. You know, uh, but what what have you? What, well, this, at, what's at, going on at Lee specifically? This is just the story that I've heard that as an alumni is mm-hmm. that um, there was a group of students in a class mm-hmm. who they were inspired by what was happening at at Asbury and Lee is a Christian school, so um, they asked their professor, you know, can we uh, can we go and pray in the chapel? Okay, and the professor said, yeah, let, we'll finish our we'll finish our class doing that. And so they all went to the chapel and started praying. And from there it grew to music and Mm. and singing. And I think there was preaching and and prayer, of course. Um, And as from what I know, it was continuous for like four or five days um, until the school actually, they ended up like putting it on a schedule. Like, um, so now I, I don't know if it's still going on now, but... Uh, I do know, like for like f- at least four days without stopping, there was a uh, revival going on at Lee. Yeah, um, that's that's awesome. And man. I think a similar thing, Asbury, which is where it started. Um, I think theirs lasted for like twelve days without stopping, or something like that. And do you remember hearing about um, this place in Kansas City? They they, mm-hmm. they they would call it it, it was IHOP. Oh yes, remember International House of Prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, um, our old guitar player Dave May yep, was. That's there. who I know it from. Yeah, and and I think that was that went on for months too. Mm-hmm. The move of God there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think I remember Dave telling me that he basically had shifts where this was years ago, but he he was like. Uh, he would do like eight hour. He would do like the night shifts, and he was leading worship through yeah. the night at the, at the International yeah. House of Prayer. Um, but yeah, I uh, it's one of those things like growing up in the church. If I'm being honest, sometimes I'm skeptical mm-hmm. of things like that. Totally, and just because I think I've had experiences where uh, I'm not sure how much of um, what was happening in the church was from God or from man. Sure. And so, I don't know. I think there's parts, of, there's things in my heart where I'm like, yeah, well, what's really happening? Like, who's get, who's benefiting from this yeah. or things like that? And yep. but I don't want to be callous mm-hmm. to uh, the movement of the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. And mm-hmm. so, it's it is encouraging to me to see people from my generation hungry so for God. Man. And people from my generation um, open to the movement of absolutely, the yeah. especially you know um, when when you see the numbers uh, of churchgoers of your generation going down. Yeah. So then you hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, Josh, I, I feel in a way when I hear that the the number of church uh, uh, goers are are decreasing, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't. Uh, I don't feel like I'm I'm as concerned as as some people hmm. about that because, and here's the reason why I feel like we are becoming more aware of the authentic church hmm. of God, which doesn't always meet in buildings, right. doesn't always do the same things that have been going on for for years mm-hmm. and, and generations. I, I mean, I think that traditions are great. But at some point, we, we, we should step back and, and ask, what is this? Is this benefiting us? Mm-hmm. Who is this serving? You know, when, when I heard about what was going on in, in Asbury, there was part of me that was excited, uh, excited, but a part of me that was skeptical mm-hmm. like you. Um, but I mean, I'm not so I, I don't think I was skeptical, skeptical about Asbury. I think I'm more like I'm hoping that it would continue to be a move of God, mm-hmm. you know, yes. and that men wouldn't step in and go, yes. okay, let's now we're getting, like, man, yes. you know, if, if we're want, wanting revival from God, let's not mess it up. And I, I've been one of the guys that messed things up before too. Yeah. But so that's my, my thoughts on, on, you know, what's going on. And also revival. I can relate to you. Um, skeptical. When I, I was skeptical because I, mm-hmm. what I would see Josh is that, uh, at our church growing up, there'd be a revival, um, people experiencing the presence of God, and then even people like 
being baptized in the Holy Spirit, start speaking in tongues, all of that. And as a kid, I would see this, and but I wouldn't see like behaviors mm. change. Yeah. One of the things that was hard growing up in Samoa was, um, man, just sometimes the form of discipline that to mm. me, it crossed the line, mm. you know? And so I would see like a mom or a dad, you know, like experiencing revival, mm -hmm. you know, but then I would see them re interact with their kids and it just didn't, yeah. I was like, uh, I don't think, hmm. you know, um, and again, I mean, I, I was r really young. So, so I developed this, just a, a bad taste in my mouth yeah. about, oh, don't tell me about this revival thing. Cause, oh, and it's interesting too, Josh, um, I read a verse in our Zoom prayer this morning. I think it was 1 Corinthians 14, 33, something like that. But it, the scripture says, God is not the author of confusion. Hmm. You know, so and when I re read that, you know, I, I can think of so many times growing up in the church where I was confused. Yeah. I was like, oh, what's right, what's wrong? So anyways, I mean, I, I, I'm not uh, judge, just judging my past. I'm just wanting to share uh, what I experienced. And then at this point of my life, I'm I'm all for a move of God. I'm yeah. all for a revival, you know. Um, and uh, I, I do feel like when God moves, good things happen. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I, yeah. When Just hearing you talk, it reminded me of a trip that Eli and I went on. I think it was in 2017 or 18. Him and I went to Samoa. Yeah. And uh, we spent, it was like eight days living with grandpa and yeah. grandma and yeah. uh Antitivo was there with uh, Kyron, and hmm. um, I felt like I finally got to live out a little bit of the stories that I heard from my dad and my uncles about what their childhood was like, yeah. specifically when it came to church, because mm -hmm. uh, we went to church every day. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and uh, that was not something, you know, I say I grew up in the church, but that's not how I grew up. I, yeah. I went on Sundays and, yeah, yeah. you know, maybe Wednesdays, but you can not still every have a day. Life. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. every day. I, yeah. And, and um, you know, it, it was, I enjoyed it because I felt like, man, I, it was just something new and fresh for me. And it was also special because I got to think a lot about my dad and just what his childhood was like, but I can totally see how um, there's pros and cons to growing up like that. Totally. Do you, um, I, I want to ask you, when you think about your childhood uh, and the the role that church played in, in your life when you were younger, um, do you look back on that fondly or do you look back on that like, man, that was stupid or so, yeah. that's like, like how, how do you remember it? Man, I, I do look look back at it fondly, mm. you know, uh, but I also look back at it with a lot of regrets. Um, uh, there's some some even some 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 hurts, you know, from mm. from from the past. But um, one thing that I I realize is that uh, my dad and my mom, man, they did their best, you know, to uh, to bring us up in in the way of the Lord because yeah. they had they had mentors, you know, speaking into their lives and. And uh, so they got the whole, you know, um, and my, plus grandpa was a Marine, you know. Yeah. So he was like, all right, for Marines, we have tasks and we're going yeah. <laughs> to accomplish those things. Mm -hmm. Okay, so here's your task. Learn 10 scriptures mm -hmm. and, then, and then let's be at church uh, four or five days. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I wanted, I, I think that I could speak on behalf of my brothers. There were a lot of times where we wanted to, just do normal things and, you know, like uh, play sports and uh, do other things. Mm -hmm. But uh, so there, there, there are some some regrets, but um, but I think it's just my that's my story. Yeah, it's, it, it's a part of my story. And I'm, I'm uh, I, I, I do want to help um, whoever I can help uh, that battles any, um, you know, any any feelings of uh, sadness or depression because of past um you know dysfunctions i i i want to help them and and uh i'd love to share how i was able to to move on and how i'm able to um just look forward you sure. know and, and 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 say okay that was the story 
well, what now? Yeah. You know, what do we do now? Yeah. yeah. I think that's good. I think I, um, my experience when I was there with Eli was definitely eye-opening to understand, like, I'll never be understand be able to understand what it was like to be you guys when you were growing up, but just understanding that, um, you know, your lives were different than mine mm-hmm. and uh, your childhoods were different than mine. And yeah. so, um, but I, I, I appreciate what, what grandpa did for us while we were there. And yeah, um, yeah I could talk to you guys about yeah. your childhood for a while, but um, let me ask you about something different. Now. Okay. Um, you guys are working on a new album, mm-hmm. a new record. And I think you were in the studio today, actually. Yep. Uh, could you tell me a little bit about uh, a little bit about what this new album is mm-hmm. and um, where the inspiration for it came from? Absolutely. Um, yeah, we're working on, uh, and, and we, we decided on just calling it the, the hymns, mm. the Katinas, the hymns. There'll be 10 hymns in there. Um, uh, there's a handful of maybe three or four just classic hymns. Mm-hmm. Um, it is well, um, how great thou art. And then, uh, there are some more modern hymns and then there's three songs on there that we're calling hymns, but they're, they're original. Oh, wow. And, uh, Dan Needham, you know, who's producing it, Mm -hmm. he's, uh, I would say a lot more, uh, versed, just, just educated on, on what a hymn is. Mm -hmm. What is a hymn? And to me... If it's in the hymnal, that that's a that's a, right. a, a hymn, right. you know. Um, uh, so, I think this is probably. I'm just I'm I'm just gonna guess like our seventeenth or eighteenth record, you okay. know. It might there might be more than that, uh-huh. but but we've never done a hymns record, uh-huh. you know. Um, in our travels, you know, because we do churches mm-hmm. mainly, uh, but we've been blessed to do a lot of different denominations, you know. From Calvary to Assembly of God, Baptist um, Church of God, um, and but there are, are some denominations that all they do musically they, they only do hymns, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, uh, anyways, I'm excited. You mentioned your school um, earlier. I'm excited that we're we're doing. Um, it's actually a medley of songs by Andre Crouch mm-hmm. uh, with the voices of Lee. Yeah, yeah. And uh, man, that that's it's it's all a cappella, you know. Yeah. Voices of Lee are amazing. Mm-hmm. They were on that show, sing off with pentatonics, yeah. and uh, so uh, Bradley Knight he arranged these vocals. Anyways, we I think there's four, maybe four or five uh, Andre Crouch songs, and and so it's special to us because um, Andre was our a mentor of mm-hmm. ours, and and um, so we're doing that. Um, but today we're at the studio working on. Laying some guitars down. Okay. On on uh, I'm I'm really excited. Uh, even the way that we're re- releasing this record, I'm excited about it because it's new. It's this will be the first time we do this. I think it's called uh, a waterfall plan. Yeah. Oh, what, t- were you at that re- oh, that meeting? Oh, I, I wasn't, okay. but I'm familiar. with Okay, like the which basically release. does that mean, Josh? Just releasing a single at a time until it's a record. Yeah. So. I mean, I think there's more than one way to, to okay. approach it, but a waterfall release, basically it can extend the life of, of a release, and, yeah. um, but it allows you to, maybe you guys release one song and yep. let that one breathe, yep. and then another song, yep. and do that a few times, and then you release the rest of the record. I'm not sure how you guys are going to yeah. approach yeah, it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. What, what, what I'm hearing is just one song a month Oh, nice. Uh, starting uh, in April. You oh, know. wow. So it's coming up. Yeah, it's coming yeah. up. Yep. Um, and yeah, we're, we're, we're down to just mixing. And uh, we had um, Luke Solvent come over and, and lay some guitars just because in the listen uh, down, uh, we just thought, okay, this song needs a little more of this or that. So uh-huh. just a, we're, we're laying down the finishing touches on it and uh, it'll be done. So from a creative standpoint, what is it that you hear like... How do you know when a song needs some? How do you know when a song needs a guitar or mm. or whatever it is? Like maybe guitar is a good example since you just came away from that. But what are you hearing or not hearing that you're like, oh, this this song needs something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that it, it's um, what, what's the word when it's like um, it's just every it, uh, 
everyone's opinion is is is, is the subject is you know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. just like uh, there's a lot of there's there's probably a lot of opinions uh-huh. out there on on uh, when do you add something? Right. To, you know, because some people just like more of a an open feel, and sure. they're just like, oh no, I just want to hear just the raw stuff. Or sure. but it, it's it's preference, I, mm-hmm. I guess is is a good word. Um, but when we're listening down to a, a song, um, Dan and I have been working closely together, and a lot of times I go, man. It, it needs some guitar, and and I'm already thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, but just you know, guitars and instruments, it's it's just coloring, you right. know. Uh, so you have a melody, you have lyrics, um, but I think it's just keeping in mind uh, your audience, hmm. and um, you know, and, and and so that's how we determine uh, what's what's needed. If it's an up tempo song. A lot of times, um, it, it's easier for me to hear like what, what what's missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the slower song sometimes, uh, sometimes it could be a discussion because some some guys are like, "Man, th- this this sounds good," and, and and then another guy goes, "But but I think it needs a little yeah. percussion in it," you know. And so it's just uh, that whole thing is just it's compromise yeah. and everyone working together and yeah. you know. Yeah. I think it's important music is an art, not a science. So yeah. there's not really there's <laughs> yeah. not always necessarily a right answer. Yeah. Uh it's it's more about feel and Man, and, I like that. Music yeah. is an art and not science. Yeah, man, that's a that's a good one to just chew on, man. <laughs> yeah. You gotta chew on that because yeah, science is is uh, a whole different yeah, yeah. That that's a whole it's, it's almost, black and white. It's yeah, putting like, formulas together yeah. and boom, this works here. Yeah. Music is not like no, that. No. Yeah. I think one thing that I um spend a lot of time struggling myself with is like wondering does this actually need more stuff or does it need less stuff? Like what do you think is harder for you like knowing when uh a song is finished or uh adding too much? Like do you feel like you're always adding more and you, you overdo it or do you think totally. sometimes you're you underdo it <laughs> totally josh well you know you know i'm 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 new at this you 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 taught me you know how to how to work my way around mm-hmm. logic um and sometimes and I'm, I'm so excited that you know I, I look at my my watch and whoa three hours just mm-hmm. went by you know creating music and <laughs> one night man i was just like I, I I felt like man I'm on fire mm. man I'm laying all this stuff down and and then finally you know went to bed and then woke up the next day and went and played it back I was like oh my. <laughs> I, I, so I think it just depends on like your ears are your yeah. ears fresh or yeah. because I'm um, no I, I I was just I was amazed at that that I couldn't hear how busy it was yeah the the previous night yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kept kept going but uh um so your question was uh do you feel like your your struggle is do you overdo things or do you think you not do enough when it comes to adding different instruments or different layers and man things? that's a good question because you know I uh, I was honored to do, to do a Sunday set too I mm-hmm. produced um, most of that Jordan set produced too but um, it's funny when I listen back to that record now. Um, there, there's some songs where I I feel like okay, that was good, that was yeah. good, that was, and then um, other songs, uh, you know, I feel like man, I wish I would have put strings on mm. that or you know, so. Um, but here's the thing: when whenever I meet um, new artists, you know, and and they're like, man, I want to record a record, mm-hmm. but I'm just waiting. Um, for what whatever you know, I usually try to encourage them just. Put it out. Mm. Do a record. Put it out. You know, yeah. uh, you, you're not gonna record your best record. Um, so, so it's kind of it's a fine line because you do want to you want to get your ducks lined up, you right. know, before you just you know dive into a, mm-hmm. a record. But then, um, uh, but uh, other times, man, it's just it's just it's just uh, procrastination yeah. of, of because of fear. Like, um, so so my thing is, man. I like to to uh, I I want young people to just you know don't don't allow fear 
you know, to to keep them from diving in, mm-hmm. you know, and and don't don't go for perfect perfection. Yeah, like like you said, man, music it's an art, man. Yeah, and it's up for interpretation, right? You know, so, uh, yeah, I think, um, no pun intended, <laughs> but I think music is a volume game. Like, you so, got to put stuff out. You just got to keep making stuff. Yeah. Keep making stuff because, uh, like, Michael Jackson's first song album wasn't Thriller. Absolutely, and, absolutely. And all the greats, they all started with stuff that maybe was mediocre or even bad. And yeah. um, the classics, no one, no one's first song is a classic. I think. Mm. And so you just got to keep yeah. making music. And I think the goal is to, you know, to try to improve. You know, yeah. and. Uh, you know, learn in the process, and because that's what I saw with with Michael Jackson's mm-hmm. career, man. It was just like everything he came out with; it was better and better and better. Mm. Um, and that man, that that's uh, that's quite a feat, mm-hmm. you know. Um, on the other hand, I've I've heard some artists <laughs> their work gets, uh, I mean, in my opinion, it's like, man, that wasn't as good yeah. as the last one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think. I, you often hear that when people reach like a certain levels of success, yeah. they kind of lose that uh, that hunger. Or you can hear when someone's hungry yeah. in their music, and sometimes once you make it, you're not hungry anymore. It's not really your fault or anything, but yeah. there there's something missing in the music. Um, That's really good, man. Yeah, I don't know. It, uh, I think for artists that maybe are still at the bottom of the hill climbing their way up that you should should be thankful for that hunger because um it's hard to replace that and it, it's a it's a fuel that can help you make uh, amazing music let me let totally, me ask totally. let me ask you this uncle um working with a guy like Dan Needham or I'm not sure who else who else you guys are working with in, on this hymns record but mm-hmm. I know you've worked with a lot of people mm-hmm. in the industry um I'll start with Dan like what do you do you find what's the like one thing you've learned from him just working with him about production and music man so much mm-hmm. so much like today when uh they were cutting guitars man so many times um what i was hearing was like amazing uh, and 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 dan was like um mm-hmm. no let let's uh can you can you make it it not as crunchy and I mean, uh, and so I was I was learning what he was asking for um, in, in this particular song that mm-hmm. that Luke was playing guitars on. Um, I mean, it, it, they were taking the time. I mean, it's it's very tedious, but yeah. the end result is it's it's worth it. Mm. It's worth it. So that I, I guess what I'm learning from from Dan is to um, to just spend the, the necessary time. Mm. But we you know we talked earlier about. Like with with young people, man, don't don't worry about it. Just put it out, you know. Um, so so I, I I still see that being true, but at the same time, just y- your art should be your craft. It, it's a craft that you 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 care for, yeah. and you care about it, and you're willing to put in the time. Um, and but I love what you were talking about earlier, just the hunger, mm-hmm. you know, um, because I I think that you can see that in so many other. Uh, you know, uh, industries or uh, you know careers like when you when you lose the hunger for mm-hmm. something. Well, the example I guess that I'm thinking about is athletes. Yeah, yeah you know, you, we know that um, some athletes when they when they get paid. Yeah, you know, you know that the, the A tier guys when they get those those contracts that are, that are like, oh man, you don't have to worry about another penny for the rest of your right. life. Sometimes uh, they lose their hunger. Yeah. You know, I saw it happen. Yeah. I'm not going to name names. Yeah, <laughs> but no, uh, but on the other hand, you know, there's guys like uh, like LeBron who spends millions on just his health. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why he has a longevity that mm-hmm. that that we're seeing today. It's yeah. just it's like unheard of. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so yeah, that that's a good good thing to just encourage people to stay hungry man. right you know yeah i think that's one of those things i never watched him well i didn't watch him in his prime but the thing that i hear about michael jordan was that his hunger was never satisfied he yeah. 
the that competitive fire never went away even after three four or five championships he yep. still had something he still had that, that had him that was driving him yep until um, he re, you know his i remember his first uh because he retired twice mm-hmm. the first uh retirement speech he just said he he lost the uh the excitement it mm-hmm. was uh it wasn't quite as a uh, excited about mm-hmm. about the game anymore, and I, I mean, was this when he left to go play baseball? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I don't know. If we, this is a, we don't have to talk about this long, but I, I ended up I ended up meeting him. I told you this. So yeah. I okay. Think I ended up. Were meeting. you at a hotel or something? Yep. I was yeah. working front desk at a hotel, and uh, it was when Mike, Michael Jordan was playing baseball in the, yeah. a farm league for one of the teams, and mm-hmm. uh, their team came through and. And uh, so I got to meet him. Uh-huh. The reason why I met him is because I had to take him a message. Oh, I came wow. in, and uh, so I got to meet the the great uh, Michael Jordan, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, I do remember you telling me that story. That's cool. <laughs> you know, it's funny. So uh, last night, my dad and I, and mm. Uncle James and Levi John, we drove to. Memphis yeah. uh, to watch the Lakers play. Oh, so awesome! It was kind of a last minute decision we were like let's just go they're here they're only a few hours away so we went and um lebron was not playing he was he was out hurt um but it was so strange to me so you know we're not grizzlies fans we're lakers fans Mm -hmm. but we're at (laughs) we're at a grizzlies game Mm -hmm. and um maybe two or three minutes into the game lebron comes walking out of the tunnel and he's just in his street clothes or whatever and I didn't even realize LeBron was walking out, but I started hearing all these boos <laughs> and people booing. And I was like, what's going on? The game's going on and people are booing. And then I look and on the baseline, I see LeBron James is walking. Wow. And I don't know. I was just thinking his life is so different from mine. Like you, just, Everywhere you go, people yeah. have an opinion about you. And I'm sure... Plenty of times he walks out and people are cheering, yeah. but also sometimes he walks out and people are booing. All I can't. Of it, yeah. I can't imagine living life where <laughs> like everyone feels so comfortable telling you what they think about you. <laughs> I think, but that's LeBron's life, and it has been for twenty years now. I don't no know. No way to escape thing. it, man. Yeah, you know the good comes with the the, the bad, man. Right. Yeah, it comes with all the you know the cheers come with the heckling. You know? Yeah, it's, I mean, I I looked at my dad afterwards. I was like, what did LeBron ever do to Memphis? Haters, man. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I feel like these people might hate LeBron and not even really know why. <laughs> they, but but LeBron just has to has to deal with that. But yeah. we had a lot of fun at the Lakers game. The Lakers lost, but it was a good game, thankfully. Yeah. Well, I remember I remember not liking LeBron either when he wasn't yeah. a Laker. You know? yeah. <laughs> and then he, he became a, a, a Los Angeles Lakers, and I, and I was like, I'm a, I want to, I want him to do great <laughs> <Yeah>. things. <laughs> Did you yeah. guys um, were you guys Michael Jordan fans or haters when he was in Chicago? Um, I, I would say that we were haters, uh-huh. uh, but n- the person, you know, the Michael Jordan, who, you know, Air Jordan, Nikes, uh-huh. you know, I, uh, just speaking for myself, I, I, I admired that. I, mm. I, I, I looked up to that. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that's, uh, cause I knew he was a hard worker too. Yeah. Cause I would, I mean, people on the team, all of his coaches said nobody works as hard as right. him, you know? So, Yeah. But you guys were still not. No, you wanted to see him lose. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. We didn't. Any uniform that wasn't uh, uh, purple and, and yellow yeah. or gold, then you know, we uh, we weren't. Uh, we didn't have a lot of thoughts for those teams. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Unc, yeah. Um, thank you for your time. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to talk to you about before you go. Okay. Um, maybe maybe one more thing um, about. Uh, did you watch? Or have you listened to Callie's episode from last week yet? Yeah, I, I, I so I saw maybe um, uh, ten minutes of okay. it on YouTube okay. just because I was I was running an errand, but it it looked good. Was it? Did well, she say something? Well, she um she mentioned to me that she's thinking about possibly moving to New York. Oh, uh, <laughs> I do remember that. I remember my 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 radar went. Yeah. What is that? What what? Well. <laughs> 
I, I won't ask you. I, I'm I'm sure you you have your thoughts on that, and um, I I just more wanted to ask you as as a father, um, when you hear or see your children, you know, making big leaps and and taking big steps or or dreaming big, um, what? And we can finish on this. Like, okay. what are your hopes for? Um, your daughters when it comes to their dreams and uh, the risks that they take? Like, what is your hope as a father for your daughters? Yeah, man. Well, I, I would say the, the human uh, part of me um, just wants to keep them close and uh, be a part of me and Nancy's lives, you know, um, as, as close as they can be. You know, that's that's kind of our heart. But, you know, Caitlin and and Jervon, they they've been uh, away since they've been married. You know, they, uh, they live out, you know, four four hours uh, from here in Atlanta. Um, but my, I, I I think I would say that my hope um, as a dad is this that they flourish. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and when I heard you and Callie talking about her going to New York, you know, there is that thing that go, oh man, in my heart going, don't go to New York. I mean. New York, <laughs> New York, yeah, that's like saying L.A., man. You know, uh, um, but as you guys were talking about uh, the busy busyness of of a city, you know, and I, I could hear this excitement in, and and that's what I hear from any young person that you would talk to about about New York. Yeah. You know, just um, how busy it is there, but but how I mean, there's so much to do there. Um, it's, you know, besides the uh, the theater, the the live theaters, there's just the entertainment and just the pace of life is just is so fast there. And and I think as a dad, when I when I just take a deep breath and go, okay, what would I want for Callie? I would want her to go and, and uh, pursue uh, her heart's mm-hmm. desire. You know, yeah. same thing for for Court and and and, and Caitlin, and, and really, you know, for all our nephews and nieces. My, my heart personally is that um, when you feel a nudge in your heart or a desire to do something, you know, I think my role would just be to pray that all the pieces come together mm-hmm. to see that happen, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and the way I like to look at life, Josh, is like in seasons. Life happens in seasons. So if there is a season of Cali going to New York, you know, um, it's just going to be a, a season, right. you know. I mean... I think I I could go if she says I'm going to go for a year or two years I go okay <laughs> longer than that I don't know I mean but uh, I, I'm not going to try to circumvent any of uh, any of my my girls uh, their desires you know when once they once I I just accept it you know I'm going to support it you know uh, the accepting part of it might take take a little bit of time you yeah. know but but that's just because of the heartstrings that that are attached, sure. but yeah, I, I, I would, uh, support them and just, uh, be there for them as, as, awesome. as, as, as well as I could. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I hope you know this. I'm sure you do, but whenever I talk to your daughters, I, one thing I know for sure is that they love their parents and mm. they definitely feel loved and supported by you guys as well. Yeah, so thank you, Josh. Wonk, thank you for your time. I appreciate you coming by. Yeah. Um, I always enjoy having you here and, yeah. I'm really excited to hear. I've heard little snippets of the hymns album, but I know your fingerprints are all over it. I can't wait to hear the rest of it. Yeah. Um, but thank oh, you. Oh, man, I got to say, you know, your dad has a, a solo. He's Does got he a, really? I mean, it, it's a, it's a, it's, <laughs> he's singing the whole uh, chorus of um, Jesus Paid It All. Oh, wow. Yeah, on, on this, it's a, one of the, the newer hymns, the ones that we huh. wrote called The Cost of Forgiveness. He so, hasn't told so, me that. Yeah, <laughs> I can't yeah, wait to hear that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah, all these years, I don't know if I've ever heard my dad sing a solo. And when you hear it, your dad, yeah. you know, he has a beautiful, I mean, he's, when it comes to like the high parts of the harmonies that the uh-huh. Tinas do, it's either going to be your dad or Uncle John. Mm-hmm. Um, but your dad has this tone that is, uh, it's special. Mm. Yeah, it's special. And uh, you're going to like it. You're I'm gonna excited like it. to yeah. hear that. Um, <laughs> well, thanks again for being here. Absolutely. Yep. Thanks, Josh. To those of you listening, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back with more episodes soon. Have a great day. Uh, run to your nightmare. Run to the terror.
Run to the tear, run to heartbreaks in the air, you've been overthinking. 